the formal ending of the retreat drawing ever closer, relatively speaking. Today is now the 29th, just a couple of days till we close the formal retreat period. The mind easily gets swept into the becoming mode, the things that have to be planned, who's going to look after what job, who's going to be the next work monk, what invitations should we accept, who's going to look after this and that class or responsibility. Moving on, being here for the winter, going back to that other world, different people, the family, different jobs, like a powerful current, like stepping into a powerful river, the current tugging at our limbs. This is the Bhava Sota, the stream of becoming. We can feel it, know it. But Bhava Nirodo Nibbanang, Nibbana, peacefulness is the cessation of becoming. So this particular time, the last few days of a formal retreat, is an ideal opportunity to feel and know that Bhava Sota, the stream of becoming, to get to know it, to counteract it, question it, step out of the river. One of the best, most accessible ways we have of doing this is the contemplations of impermanence, the uncertainty of life. How long are we going to live? I often like to quote how the Buddha established that a human lifespan, how long we can reasonably expect to live as human beings, is from the beginning to the end of an in-breath or from the beginning to the end of an out-breath or the time it takes to swallow some food that we've already chewed. That's about three or four seconds. That's our reasonable expectancy in terms of our lifespan. Everything else is extra. I use this as a daily reflection, several times a day, many times a day. What am I in the middle of, according to the perception? according to agreements or expectations. What am I on my way to? Where is this step taking me? And these kind of reflections, recollections of uncertainty, impermanence, the fragility of life is that this could be the last word I ever speak. This could be the last step I take, or I might not even finish this step. Before the foot meets the ground, everything can go dark and it's all over. Finito. These reflections are not to create anxiety, but rather refreshment. Stepping out of that river of becoming, the Bhava Sota. What do we think we're in the middle of? What's our mind dwelling on of what I've got to plan, what I've got to arrange for the rest of the week and next week and where I've got to go, what I've got to do? 
I'm in the middle of a number of book projects. Some things I started years and years ago, some things much more recent. I use this as an active reflection. Am I in the middle of this project? Or is this all that's ever going to be written? This particular thing, is it a quarter done or is that it? Are we halfway through or is that the finish? The rest is just notes and jottings, memories, bits of paper blown by the cold wind. Where are we? In our projects, in our plans, in our expectations. We bring these reflections to mind to keep a perspective. To be realistic and to cut through those assumptions that the mind makes. What I'm doing, who I'm with, where I'm going, what I'm in the middle of, what's my responsibility. If you've only got three seconds left to live, what does that say about your list of things to do? What does that say about that thing that you're supposed to be looking after next week? Well, someone else will take care of it or they won't. As uh, many, many years ago when George Sharp was stepping down as the chairman of the English Sangha Trust, and we were, he'd been in that role for so long, he made the comment, when you take a boat out of the water, it doesn't leave a dent. Well, that's very wise, George. <laughs> when you take a boat out of the water, the water just flows right in, fills up the space. There's never any space. It just fills in instantaneously. When you take a boat out of the water, it doesn't leave a dent. Or the things that we think we're an essential part of, or we think others are an essential part of our lives, or what we're doing, or people we depend on. If they're gone in a few seconds, then what happens? The world accommodates, space gets filled in, life carries on. So to our ego and our habits of a self-view, this is threatening, worrying, disturbing. But to the jitta, to the heart itself, it's refreshing, relieving, of course. How could it be otherwise? Why do I think that my happiness or my fulfillment depends upon that person or this job or something I've got my name on, I'm responsible for? Well, I'm doing my best. In three seconds I'm gone. Okay, well, someone else will look after it. Or they won't. The world will keep turning. Life will carry on. It's not because you don't care. You do care. You're doing the best you can. But if you're not around, then okay, so be it. When you take a boat out of the water, it doesn't leave a dent. The world adapts, accommodates. I really recommend this kind of practice as a daily recollection, reflection. When you're putting your sandals on, 
to consider this might be the last time I ever wear sandals. When you eat a meal, could be the last meal you ever eat. Even if the body doesn't die, it could be you have a stroke and you have to be fed through a tube through your nose for the next 30 years. This could be the last thing you ever chew. Could be. We don't know. What do we take for granted? What do we assume? Many years ago I went to the autopsy in the Siri Riot Hospital in Bangkok. Monday morning they have all the people who've passed away over the weekend. Their bodies have been stored up and they do the autopsies on a Monday. And this is a place where there's many accidental or unexpected deaths are brought to this particular morgue. One of the things that was most striking to me, again I've mentioned many times, was not just dissecting of the bodies and seeing the body parts being exposed or the smell of the corpses and so on. One of the things that was most striking to me, stayed with me as a reflection, is just seeing a young lad lying on the slab, fallen off some scaffolding. It's the sense of when he put that t-shirt on, he didn't realize that was the last thing Last time he was going to wear that t-shirt. The little boy who chokes on a peanut, he didn't realize that was his last breakfast. A woman who had fallen off the back of a motorbike, when she painted her fingernails, she didn't realize this is the last time I'm ever going to paint my nails. Doesn't cross the mind in ordinary everyday life. So it was strange, but it was many of those everyday details, the kind of unexpectedness, the unpreparedness, that was as striking to the heart as much as the elements that make up the body, the organs and the, the process of dying. So that's a useful reflection. When you put your robes on, this might be the last time. Walking across a floor, you might even not make it to the doorway of your own room. Each pace, will the door be reached? Will this body get through the door to the other side? Don't know. It's not a sure thing. Any moment, it can end. There have been a few deaths just within our Sangha. That, uh, where there was that kind of unexpectedness. Dan Panyavuto going down to the bathroom before the morning meditation seems to have blacked out and they said it was a one in a million chance of he blacked out that his body fell and hit the wall of the cubicle just at a particular angle and that one blow took him out. Just going to the loo before off to the morning meditation. Just pop into the loo. Then to the meditation hall. But there was no then. It was pop into the loo and then it's all over. He was still holding his flashlight 
still had his torch in his hand, hadn't even dropped his torch. So these kind of reflections are not to cause anxiety or agitation, but rather that understanding, that wisdom of the heart that recognizes, well, yes, (laughs) how presumptuous my mind is, how many things I take for granted, that there'll be another heartbeat, another breath, another meal, put my clothes on again, I'll need another haircut. Maybe I've shaved my face for the last time. That chore is finally over. See, what happens in the heart when those kind of reflections brought into being, notice that feeling of, of course, of course. And what that does to the list of things to do, or the unfinished business, throws it into a completely different perspective. In California, I had been going to visit. Lumpur Sumato had asked me to head up a project to start a branch monastery in California. So I've been going every year for about four or five years, five or six years, from 1990 to 1996, going every year for a few months. And the momentum was building to start a place. We got given a, a forest by Master Xunhua. The place opened up in June of 1996. So it was a project that had been gestating for five or six years and developing, very much had my name on it. Ajahn Pasna had volunteered, uh, offered to come and help. So that was a great blessing. So it was a brand new project, first branch monastery in the continent of the Americas. Whole new thing. Great adventure. Four months after we opened the place up, then one of the novices and one of the local lay people who was a doctor noticed this mole on my shoulder. You ought to get that mole looked at. I said, well, I've had it looked at by a couple of doctors in England. They said, don't worry about it. Went to the dermatologist in Ukiah. He took one look, said, lie down. Got out the anesthetic gave me a couple of jabs, got the scalpel, and took out the mole and sent it off to the lab. The year before, I'd spent counselling someone who had melanoma, who'd been diagnosed as being likely to die before the end of the year. So I spent a lot of time talking with her, counselling her, the prospect of her life coming to an end in a few months. And suddenly there's melanoma with my name on it. So there was a week between the time when they took out the mole and the results came back from the lab. So that was a really interesting week. Four months after this brand new monastery had opened, first branch monastery in the Americas, and maybe I'm not going to be involved. (laughs) Maybe it's not going to happen. Maybe this is just going to go back to being a forest on a hillside in Mendocino County. Oh. And it was a really revealing 
process of being in the middle of something and maybe being at the end of something instead. Noticing that momentum, the bhava sota of the new place and meeting the new people and getting everything done and building kutis in the forest and making trails and maybe it's all over by Christmas. Aha. Uh-huh. So that was a, a powerful and wonderful teaching. And when the results came back a week later, then I did have melanoma, but it was only a stage one. And so they said, it is cancerous, it's melanoma, and you should wear sunscreen and a hat for the rest of your life. The basic procedure is don't let a sunbeam ever touch your skin ever again, and you'll be fine. (laughs) Which is not very convenient for sunny California, but that was the diagnosis. So that was a wonderful and powerful teaching to begin with, where the beginning might have been the ending. What was I expecting? What did I think I was in the middle of? What was just being launched? And the perspective that brought to that, that, oh, well, maybe it'll be Ajahn Pasno leading the whole thing and they'll have my cremation uh, up on the hill. Who knows? So as we enter these last few days of the retreat, this is the perfect opportunity to look at that what I think I'm in the middle of, my list of things to do, where I'm going. Is it a sure thing? If only three or four seconds is what we have to look forward to, what sort of perspectives does that bring to the day, the week, this year? Feel that, let that in, and see how it changes the context We still take care of the things on the list, but without that presumptuousness, without taking things for granted. There's a freshness, an ease. We're not on the way to the next thing. We are exactly with this. There isn't anything next. This is it. The heart is more completely attuned to the reality of the Dhamma here and now, rather than being on its way to something else, some other time, some other place.